Welcome to Hope City Church, Melbourne, Australia. Stay tuned for another inspiring message by Pastor Andrew McGrath. Have you all got James 1? Look at verse 26. It's interesting that this passage on trials and changing of thinking, it culminates in verse 26 and 27. It says, If anyone thinks that they're religious and they don't bridle their tongue, they deceive their own heart and that person's religion is worthless. We know who's got control of the circumstance by what comes out of our mouth, whether it's fear or faith and joy in the midst of trials. He goes on to say pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is to visit orphans and widows and keep oneself unspotted from the world. I love that verse because James is concluding this whole chapter on working through uh, changing our thinking in trials by saying that the thing that afflicts the world more than anything else, if you can get this, you've got the whole purpose of the Trinity and the working on planet Earth. A lot of Christians have little idea of what God's trying to do. And James says that there is a spirit at work in the world called an orphan spirit. And the, what trials does, it reveals the depth of the orphan heart in people. Because the enemy is hell-bent on getting you to believe that God has abandoned you in the midst of the trial. And he says pure and undefiled religion is to visit orphans and widows. The calling of the church is to bring a revelation of the Father and the Son to an orphan world. And no greater will that be needed when there is an increase of trials and tribulations on the planet. In the midst of the shaking, it's the sons of God. All of creation is longing for the revelation of the sons of God and the daughters of God. And in the midst of turmoil, that is our finest moment where we begin to say, there is a revelation that I have of the Father and the Son and his eternal delight in me, even in the midst of chaos. Because you need to understand what you and I are up against in this world is an orphan spirit. If you want to define what the world is about, here it is in one little phrase. It's called the orphan spirit. That's what we're up against. That's what the conflict's about. Everything that you see, all the anarchy, the rage, the, 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 the violence, the selfishness, it's all stemming from this, that mankind has an orphan spirit. And this is what James is dealing with. I write a lot about this in my book, and if you haven't got it, it's a good time to buy it at the moment because it's $15. Or $3.99 on Kindle. But this orphan spirit is what is at work that weakens nations. And it began because Lucifer 
who was a covering angel. Lucifer, listen, his role was to, he was appointed by God to cover. He had God's covering and, and he was the one that was given the job, the ministry of providing a covering for heaven. That was his role. Ezekiel says that. And when he rebelled against God, he thought it was his covering, but it was actually God's. So it's the same for me. I am a spiritual head of my home. I provide covering for my family as a representative of God. I provide covering for this church. It's not really my covering. God anoints me and I bring his covering through it. His covering comes through a person to a body of believers. That's why if you're not part of a church, you don't have the same covering. But it's not my covering, it's his. So Lucifer thought it was his. He rebelled against God, was thrown out of heaven, and he has an assignment now. The very thing that Lucifer hates more than anything else is that he is no longer under the covering of a father. And he's mad. And he has a role now, and his role is to uncover as many as possible of the children that God has created. He exposes, he uncovers. He causes mankind to be rebellious against God. And that is the spirit of the world that we face. That's why people are unkind and mean, because they're uncovered. They're orphans, they're rebellious. They don't know the love of a father. And we see that. See, the role of a, of, of a father and mother is to raise up children under right covering and love. So as they get older, it will be a seamless transition from that into the kingdom. You understand that, don't you? That's our role as parents. We provide a picture of heaven, of father and the son. But we're in a world now where that one, one broken family uh, to, to the next, and it, it compiles and, and, and nations are now orphaned in heart. But I love our Father, because he has not given up on this orphan world. And it says in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, when the time had fully come, God sent, in the answer to the orphan problem, someone called his son. God sent who? His son. He sent him on a mission. And that mission was to come to people that are orphan in nature and reconcile them back to the heart of the Father and cause them to see that they are two now sons who are intimately connected with the Father. And if you ask me what is God doing in 2016, it's this one thing. He's inviting us into the Trinity circle of the Father, Son, and Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here today, and it's His job to reveal to you the heart of the Father and the grace that is upon your life to be a son. Now, daughters are sons as well. That's what He's doing right now. He's wanting to break off the orphan spirit because we're going to continue to go through trials and troubles, but God is raising up mature sons and daughters that know the love of the Father, that are seated, not just, 
not just in a theological premise, but that are seated with experience right by the side of the Father. The role of the Spirit is to come and invite you into the heart of the Father so you see Him and experience Him, not just in theory. And this is a problem. There are countless multitudes of Christians that come to church that don't know the heart of the Father. They've joined an institution, but they haven't entered into a relationship. Are you hearing me? And we can't have love one for another. By this will all men know that we are disciples when we are one together, when we have an expression of intimate unity, not just us with God, but us with each other. But we will never have unity in the church until you and I experience what it means to be loved unconditionally by our Father and to understand that we are now in the Son. We are as much loved by Father, as Jesus is by Father, we've been invited into that Holy Trinity. And this is the role of Holy Spirit. His role is he wants you to enjoy the privilege of sonship. Romans 8.15 says, We did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. And that's what happened when Adam and Eve, when they lost their covering, what they got from the enemy was the spirit of fear. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit says, You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we receive the spirit of adoption by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Holy Spirit is at work in you today. And the cry of his heart is that you would discover Abba, Father. God, not just, not just God, but God the Father. It's interesting that, see, I've been reading John 14, 15, 16, and 17 over and over again in the Passion. And it's interesting as Jesus begins to unveil the height. If you want to read what Jesus came for, it's all there in those four chapters. His mission, his heart, his longing to draw the disciples to experience what he has always experienced. And he's unveiling to them the heart of the Father that the children would come and, and be with him where he is. And it's interesting that I was reading just the other day that he explains that to them in John 16. And they finish by saying, I think it's about verse 29, everything you've taught us, Jesus, now convinces us that you've come directly from God. So he explains this amazing revelation of the Trinity. But Jesus says, now you finally believe me, and the time is now coming where you'll all be scattered. You see... They had a revelation that Jesus had come from God, but they hadn't had a revelation that Jesus had come from the Father. Jesus had spent four chapters revealing the Father to the children, but they only had a revelation of God, not God as Father. And when the pressure came, Jesus said, you will all scatter, but I won't scatter. And you know what? And I won't even be alone because my Father will remain with me. Under pressure, what stops you from scattering, from giving up, from going crazy, is that you have a revelation that Father in heaven loves you and will never leave you or forsake you. You know Father intimately. If you know of God, see, they said, now we believe you've come from God. I tell you what, when the pressure comes, and it will come, it will take you out. 
If you only know God as in, you know, you've learned about him in Sunday school, you may be here today and you may sing a few songs, but you've never discovered God as Abba Father. If you don't know that, if you've not felt his embrace, when the pressure comes, you've got nothing to keep you. Peter says, we would never leave you, Lord. We'll never leave you. You can count on us. Jesus looked at him and said, you know what? It won't take much. The enemy will come, the pressure will come, and you'll quit. But I tell you what, Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him, what was the joy? He could see his father. He could see his father on the other side of the cross. And I want to say to you today that this is a year, like number four, where Holy Spirit is yearning to take you into the heart of the Father. This is not abstract. This is reality. He actually wants you to come aside, some, spend some time where you, where you allow him to lift you up by your spirit into the very heart of the Father, to experience how the Father feels about you, to see the Son, to see how the Father relates to the Son, the joy that the Father has on the Son because of his obedience and his willingness to lay down his life. As you begin to see that, you know, I look at Jesus and I begin to discover that's how God feels about me because I am in him. As we allow the Holy Spirit to take us on a journey of discovering the Father and the Son, it makes you scatterproof. And this Holy Trinity is something that we need to experience spiritually. But it doesn't end there. Because I've discovered the primary way we know that we have received true revelation from God spiritually is how it's outworked in the body. You've met people that say, yeah, I know the Father, him and I are like this. Yet those same people hate his children. They stab them. They kill them. They don't want to go to church with other Christians. I, I, like, I like God. I just don't like Christians. Have you met people like that? Well, I'd say to you, my friend, if you've seen the Father, you'll love what he loves because his delight is in his children. He loves his church. He's so passionate about his church. And he says, when you get caught up in the mysteries of the Trinity, you always will be outworked in the body of Christ. And so Jesus came to show us the relationship between the Father and the Son, how important they are. And that model then comes into the church body. And one of the reasons why we've not seen great progression in the body of Christ is because we've failed to see that that same model of the Father and the Son is outworked in the body of Christ. And on the Mount of Transfiguration, you know the story that Jesus invited Peter, James and John. And as he was transfigured, Moses and Elijah appeared. And many of you know that the reason that they were picked above all the Old Testament saints. And there were others that would appear to be greater than those in exploits. But they were, they were the two that were picked. Because unique to them is that they both were fathers that produced spiritual sons that went on to do greater things than them. And they spoke to Jesus about his ministry and what was to come. You see, Jesus was coming as the Son of God from heaven to bring in a new covenant, a new way of ministry in the body of Christ and because God is our Father, Son, God. And he was coming to the planet to relay that model to the kingdom. Now, don't lose me. 
So Moses and Elijah come and they talk to Jesus about you and I. How are we going to get these people to embrace their inheritance and to fulfill God's plan for them on planet Earth? And I believe he does that through the father-son relationship. And it counteracts the orphan, independent heart that plagues this earth. And you know, the cry of God right now is that not only we would be one with him, but we would be one with each other. That we would discover the way the kingdom of God. How does God unlock inheritance in the kingdom? And he does it through fathers and sons and mothers and daughters. It's interesting that as, as you study the scripture, it's evident that fathers pass on something profound to their sons and daughters. And mothers do, when I say fathers, please hear my heart, this is a generic term for men and women. I'm talking about the concept now of generational blessing and connection one to another. And the role of a father, so I'm sort of sidetracking a bit, but the role of the father was that he would gain breakthrough in his life and pass that anointing onto his son. And the way that we receive a double portion as a son is that we get our father's anointing and we have our own. And every generation gets a double anointing of the generation before. I was talking to one of my kids about this yesterday that double portion is so important that the fathers break through for the sons. And there has to be that same connection between the father and the son in heaven as there is on earth. That we begin to understand that as the Trinity are one, so we in the body of Christ need to be one. We need to actually understand the way God works, that there is an interconnecting of relationships. And what God is breaking in the church is independence, the orphan spirit that comes and says, I don't need you to get my breakthrough. I don't need you to get my inheritance. Now, it's true that if you don't have a spiritual father and mother, you can break through yourself, but it's incredibly difficult. You've got to start from scratch and you've got to do all the work. But the blessing of a father is that he breaks through for his son. Consider this. Consider Moses. Forty years, his life is hell. He leads the children of Israel. What does he get? Complaining, murmuring, bickering, fighting. He gets angry. But he's a pioneer. He's breaking through. Consider his spiritual son, Joshua. What does he get? Breakthrough. The people's applause. The people want to come and work with him. They don't bicker. He's getting inheritance. He leads the sons into inheritance. Consider Elijah. What does he have? Wilderness. People trying to kill him. Loneliness. Misunderstanding. He, he bears a son called Elisha. What does he get? Fame. Kings love him. He's not in the wilderness. He operates in the city. Fame, fortune. You see, spiritual fathers break through for their sons. Their anointing becomes their son's anointing. The sons get the double honor, the double portion. And God is wanting us to see that, that the way that he's going to build the kingdom right now is to break the orphan spirit, to cause us to see the way the father and son work together, 
the love they have for each other, the way they honour each other. And that model's coming to the church right now, where we begin to love one another and lay down our lives for one another. We begin to glean from one another, where the sons honour the fathers. And they're not just honouring them because they want to get something from them. But you know what? They honour them just because they're fathers. You know, it, the proof is that David honoured his spiritual father, Saul, who was a nutcase. David gave him his heart. He had to remove himself from Paul, sorry, Saul, for safety, but he never removed his heart. And the fact is, God came and said, I'm going to cut a covenant with you because you're a man after my own heart. And we say that's because David was a worshipper. The other reason is because David was a son that honoured his father. And because of that, he said, you will always have a son that will sit on the throne. And through your line will come the son. And we'll have sons that will rise up that will honour their fathers because they're fathers. Not because they're great, but because they're fathers. And an anointing will flow from that line to the next line. And my prayer is that we raise up sons and daughters in this house that have a revelation of the heart of the father, the heart of the son, but also a love for the body and an honour for the fathers and the mothers in their house. Are you hearing me? We must break the orphan spirit, not only in the world, but in the church. The spirit of independence. And it begins by getting a revelation of the heart of the Father and the Son. And James writes about this. He says, one of the reasons that you're freaking out in your trial and carrying on and complaining and getting angry at God and asking all the wrong questions is because there's a residue of an orphan spirit still there. And it's coming out in the way you speak. It's coming out in your behaviour. But don't worry, I'm about to shift that and change that. The spirit of joy is here. He's going to pull you through that trial that's been waiting upon you. He's going to cause you to see the Father in a whole new way. He's going to cause you to see the Son in a whole new way. He's going to give you a crown of life where he's going to change the way you view all of life. Father, I pray today that you would, in your love, just come and fill the minds of every believer here today. Let them see how much you love them. Let them see the Son and how much He is loved. Let them see right now, because they too are sons, that they can ask anything from you. And the power of their authority comes from their sonship. They have an open invitation into the very heart of the Father. You roll out the red carpet for them today. Some of you have had such a low image of how the Father sees you. And I just see right now Father saying, Andrew, tell them I'm rolling out the red carpet to them right now. And I'm inviting them in to my heart. He says, you're royalty, you're, you're amazing. You're his chosen child, his firstborn. Hebrews says that we are the church of the firstborn. And the firstborn gets the double inheritance, gets all the favor. And we are the church. We are all the firstborn. And he says, he's rolling out the carpet for you today. Come into my heart. Come in and experience my love, my extravagant pleasure over you. So, Father, I pray, touch their minds. Place the crown of life on their heads. 
restore their joy in the midst of trials and things that don't make sense. Cause them not to cry out with an orphan heart, but to begin to allow the spirit of sonship where we cry out through our spirit, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Thank you that you never leave us or forsake us. Thank you that you've got everything covered. You are our provision. You're our, our future. You're our hope. You're our security. Thank you that you're driving out fear today. Thank you. Thank you. And I pray today that as we discover that about you, that you would cause that same nature to be outworked in the church. Raise up fathers and sons in this house that would truly love and release each other's each other into their destiny. Father, let the anointing that is upon me come to my sons. May they do greater works. And that's why you said, Jesus, greater works we will, we will do because you go to the Father because your heart was the heart of the Father to give a double portion to your sons. And that's why we do greater works than you because we've got the double portion. We have the inheritance. Let that be over our sons here in this house. May they do greater works. May our breakthroughs be their entry points. May they stand on our shoulders and do greater works, Lord. May they know your heart like we've never known your heart. May they grow and prosper. Raise up fathers and mothers in this house, Lord. Secure, full of your love and your compassion. Do it in us, Lord. Lord, I pray that we won't be so consumed with our own ministries and our own breakthrough that we forget to be fathers and mothers. Cause us, Lord, to see how you see. And I sense right now that God is breaking independence and, and, and selfishness of our lives. And our greatest delight will be to release others into their breakthrough and their ministries. Thank you, Jesus. 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 I thank you, Lord, that she will be a great spiritual mother. I just see right now, Alice, God giving you the capacity to mother many people. Thank you, thank you. You begin to see ministries in other people and call that forth. Thank you for eyes to see. Thank you, Father, for doing that in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 And I pray, Lord, for every person here today. Give them fathers and mothers. Open their eyes to see people around them. Father, connect everyone in this house into loving, functional relationships. That's our, our prayer, Lord. May we be one as you are one. That the world might believe that you've sent your son. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name. I don't know exactly all that God has done today, and it's been a bit left and right, but I do know that God is working and he's shifting things. So just lift your hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we wait on you. 
open the eyes of our understanding to see. I pray in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Reveal the heart of the Father and the Son. In Jesus' name. As I was preparing this week, I just felt God say that His real passion is to touch people who have made a, a real decision to ask Him into their life, but they've never truly known this whole concept of relationship with the Father and the Son, the whole purpose of Jesus coming. So they've embraced, as it were, a mode of living, a lifestyle, but not a relationship. And I sense that God is wanting you to step into that, where each and every day you commune with your Father and Jesus, the Son of God, the Son of Man, where it becomes your passion to fellowship with Father and Son and Spirit. It goes from just a lifestyle, a nice way of living, but to an intimate relationship. And that's what God's going to do this year. And if you want that, why don't you just ask Him right now? If, if that's you, just say, that's me, Lord. Do that in my life this year. Teach me. Teach me. Teach me. Teach me. Holy Spirit, come and reveal the Father and the Son. Let it be the cry of your heart. Holy Spirit, come and reveal the heart of the Father and the Son to me. Let it be my burning passion. <laughs>